A reading from 2 Corinthians, the third chapter. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. O Lord, have mercy on us. And a reading from Acts, the 18th chapter. And the Lord said to Paul one night in a vision, Do not be afraid, but go on speaking and do not be silent, for I am with you, and no one will attack you to harm you, for I have many in this city who are my people. And he stayed a year and six months, teaching the word of God among them. O Lord, have mercy on us. He came. That was the Advent theme last last Wednesday. He came. Jesus came among us. He didn't come because we asked him to come. He came before because the Father sent him. Because God so loved the world that he gave his only son. He came. He came from eternity. And he came among us by emptying himself to become like one of us, son of God and also son of man. And he died. And then he was raised from the dead again. And then he left. He ascended into heaven. And yet, he comes. And that's the theme for tonight's message. He comes. And we know that. We know, we know that he comes. He promised. He said, where two or three are gathered in my name, I'll be there. Amongst them. He comes. He comes in the bread and wine. Luther taught us that in, with, and under, those are three prepositions that try to get a hold of a mystery. They don't do very well. But Luther taught that in, with, and under the bread and wine, Jesus Christ comes. He comes. Sitting at the table, we pray, what? Come. Come, Lord Jesus. Do we expect him to come? Do we think he can come? Of course he can. We sing into my heart, into my heart. How many of you know that? How many of you know into my heart? Let's, those who know it, we're going to sing it for you. It goes like this. Into my heart, into my heart. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Come in today. Come in and stay. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. And the second verse is, abide in my heart. Abide in my heart. Abide in my heart. Abide in my heart, Lord Jesus. Abide today, abide and stay, 
Abide in my heart, Lord Jesus. And we sing that because, you know, it can come. He can come to us. And we sing, he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own. He's got to be able to come to make that a reality. He comes. Now, Muslims can't sing that about Muhammad. For Muhammad to come. Because Muhammad is dead. And Buddhists can't sing that about Buddha. Buddhists can't invite Buddha to come to them because Buddha is dead. But we can invite Jesus Christ to come to us because he's alive. He lives. Would you rather have a dead prophet or a live savior? Would you rather have a dead philosopher or a live savior? I want a lot. We have a live savior. What we say about him tonight is that he comes. He comes to us. Now sometimes, sometimes he comes spectacularly. And sometimes he comes quietly. Twice, at least Christ, our Lord Jesus Christ came spectacularly to St. Paul. The first time was on the Damascus Road, you know the story. Paul was on his way to Damascus to crush the church. To crush the church that was growing there in Damascus and to take the Christians back to Jerusalem and put them in jail. He had done that already with some people. And on the road, Jesus came. He came in a flash of light and Paul saw him. He can do that. Writing to the Corinthians many years later, St. Paul remembered that experience. And what he, said, what he meant was this, that I, I, my, I, Paul, my experience of Jesus was not inferior to the showing of Jesus on Easter Sunday. Just because there was time between Easter and the vision of St. Paul, that didn't make Paul's vision any less What Paul saw on the road to Damascus, whom Paul saw on the road to Damascus, was the same one that they saw on Easter Sunday morning. He came to Paul. The second time was also in Corinth, and we heard the reading tonight. Paul was in Corinth, had come to Corinth, was preaching and teaching there. He had some success, and he had some opposition. And one night, the Lord appeared to him in a vision. The Lord came. Do not be afraid, but speak and do not be silent. For I am with you, and no one will lay a hand on you to harm you. For there are many in this city who are my people, and on the basis of that vision, Paul stayed a year and a half in Corinth. He came. Sometimes Jesus can come spectacularly. Most of the time. He comes quietly. Indeed, the way he comes to us is he comes spiritually. His presence with us is not a physical presence. It is a spiritual presence. We have a hard time with spirit stuff, don't we? 
To talk about a spiritual presence is like trying to grab a handful of smoke. But the fact of the matter is, that, that's, how, that's how he comes to us. He comes to us spiritually. When Jesus said, where two or three are gathered, I'll be there, he didn't mean he's going to come and knock on the door. What he meant was, oh, I'll be there in spirit. When he comes to us in the bread and wine, he doesn't come and knock on the door. He is present to us spiritually. When we pray, come Lord Jesus, be our guest, we don't, we don't set a, a, a seat for him, do we? And yet we know he comes. We sing, come into my heart. That's a spiritual presence. And when we think he walks with me and he talks with me, that's a metaphor for a spiritual presence. He comes to us spiritually, but it is real nonetheless. Now here's where it gets complicated, okay? Here's where it gets complicated because the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is also a spiritual presence. Jesus said, well, I'm going to heaven and I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. He said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And so when the Holy Spirit comes, the Holy Spirit comes to us also spiritually. The, the, the second reading here from, from, uh, from the 1 Corinthians, uh, you, you have to hear this again. It sounds like there was a certain amount of confusion. And there is when we talk about God. We don't know a lot about God. What God is like in himself. And Paul says this, the Lord is the Spirit. Huh? He says the Lord is the Spirit. When you experience the Spirit, you experience the Lord. When you experience the Lord, you experience the Spirit. I don't understand that, my brothers and sisters in Christ. I don't understand it. But I don't know how my telephone works either. <laughs> I don't have to understand it to have it to be real. I think about it this way. When Jesus Christ comes to us, he comes to us in comfort. He comes to us to assure us, to put his arm around us, to walk with us and talk with us. When the Holy Spirit comes, the Holy Spirit comes with power. The Holy Spirit comes with energy. The Holy Spirit is the spinach of the church. And when you feel the energy, that's the Holy Spirit. And when you feel the presence of the Lord Jesus with his arm around you, comforting you, consoling you, walking with you, talking with you. That's, that he comes to you spiritually. That's Jesus. Finally, it's all the same. He comes. He comes to you and he comes to me. He comes. Let's think about it this way. One of my favorite Bible passages from, from Galatians 2.20, where St. Paul says, it is not I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Now hear that. 
It is not I who live, but Christ who lives in me. How can that be? Well, that's a, that's a spiritual presence of Jesus Christ in Paul. And the same thing is true for you and for me. As Christians, Christ lives in us, wants to live in us, and wants to have control of our lives. Just think about Christ is in you. One of the great quotations from St. Paul is, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ is in you. And he wants control over your life, and he wants control over my life, and there's always a battle going on, isn't there? We know we should give him complete control, but we love the sins we hate, and we hate the sins we love, but the Christ who is in us would like full control. He comes. And also, he comes, he comes through us. Jesus Christ comes to other people through you and me. One of the teachings of Martin Luther is that Christians are to be little Christs. We are all little Christs. And when we go to someone in the name of Jesus, we represent him. And just as an ambassador sent by a president or a king goes with the full power and authority of the king or the president, and so you and I who are little Christs, when we go to someone in the name of Jesus, Jesus comes to that person through us. Christ is in us, and we are little Christs to people. Not just in ministering to people, but wherever we go, whatever we do, whatever we say, we are little Christs. I I, I play golf, and um, uh, I play with men in the church, and and some of those men, even though they have Christ in them, sometimes their tongue <laughs> gets the best of them. And it occasionally happens that, that one of them says, uh, he misses a putt. And he says, that, well, I'll be damned. And I say, not for missing a putt. But the point is, the point is that we are little Christ, and you, we are all little Christ wherever we go. Now, don't tell me that it's just you preachers do that. You pastors can go and do that, right, Dick Jepson? We can go and we can be little Christ to other people, but, but um, these people think they can't. That's not true at all. If you ask, which is more important to me, my ordination or my baptism? Ah, yeah. See, I can be ordained today and unordained tomorrow. But my baptism puts me into the priesthood of all believers, and we as Lutheran Christians, we really latch on to that. The priesthood of all believers. And every one of us, priests to our fellow men, priests to our fellow Christians, 
and Christ comes to people through you. You are a Christ-bearer. That's what Christopher means. We're Christ-bearers. He comes. He comes through us. When he says where two or three are gathered, he's there. Is he here now? I think so. We celebrate the Lord's Supper. He's here. We pray, come Lord Jesus. He's here. Come into my heart. Is he here? In you and me, of course. He walks with us and he talks with us. He comes. That's tonight's message. He comes. Last week he came. This week he comes. And next week he will come again. <laughs> and the mess the world is in, he can't come soon enough. <laughs> Amen. Amen.